When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Hot dogs? Hot, hot dogs. I don't know. This Boogie Monster AM. Boogie. <laughs> this, 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 this is the Sunrise Boogie, man. It's the Morning Monster. <laughs> These are always, is, is, yeah, it's the Morning Monster. <laughs> morning Monster with Kyle and Dave. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're doing an early one. Yeah. So, sorry, uh, sorry we didn't get one to you last week, but you know... Sometimes uh, life gets in the way of this thing called life. You know what I'm saying, man? Oh, man. You know what I'm saying about that, dude? Tell me about it, dude. Bro, sometimes, you know what? Life is what happens when you're busy doing stuff or whatever that phrase is. (laughs) Was that life is what happens when you're busy making other plans? Well, yeah. I didn't make any plans. Or there's the Andy Sanford version. I'm probably messing this up, but. I think he says life is what happens when you forget to pull out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shanford. Oh boy, what's going on, dude? Nothing, man. Spent the uh, spent the weekend hanging out with old. Uh, well, did a few things. Had yeah. had a week. Had a week. Went down to Eugene, Oregon, because old uh-huh. Sean Patton came into town. Okay. Then he started off in in Eugene there, and I went down. My buddy Rudy, who runs the show there. Uh, I went and saw Sean. I got to do a spot, and it was just cool hanging out with my buddy Rudy. And so we did that. That was on Wednesday. And then Thursday, I did a show up in uh, Vancouver, Washington here. That was a neat little, fun little show there. Nice. Doing, you know, work, working on it, working mm-hmm. on bits. There you go. And then and then uh, Friday night, went and saw Tesla, the band. Wow. Tesla out there doing it. How were they? They were great. It's a weird feeling when the bands that first off, like when like the bands you know are now considered classic rock. That's uh-huh. a bit of a thing. Yeah. And then especially when they start playing that casino circuit. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I only knew like you know seventeen years ago or whatever, driving out to Joshua Tree and you pass by all the casino billboards. Mm-hmm. For like Morongo, and it was always like three dog night, and you're like, who give it up? Fucking <laughs> yeah. hang it up, hang it up, three dog night. Nobody gives a shit. And now the more of these billboards, like, ooh, Motley Crue, oh, Tesla, like, yeah, all the bands that I like are playing the casinos, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I always found I'm I'm always a little jealous of 
one-hit wonder mm-hmm. bands or bands that were relevant 35 years ago, and they're still selling tickets at casinos, still making a living off of mediocre work they put out 35 years ago. Well, fingers crossed that somebody still wants to see our comedy <laughs> at that age. Because yeah. we don't even get to replace members and keep the same name. You know, we don't get to be like, it's Kyle Kinane featuring no original members of Kyle <laughs> Kinane. It's either just it's either me or it's not me. You know? Kyle Kinane featuring Rome. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Honestly, just let Rome do my act. Let that guy. <laughs> let that guy do my whole act. Who uh, did? Did they have an opener? Tesla? No, no. It was an outdoor stage, and we got there, and uh, r- walked up right as they, right as they started. And I was a little nervous because I know the do- the the way the guy sings is a bit kind of like um, kind of an unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Way of singing, and actually, weirdly enough, right before that, I was listening to uh, XM Radio on like the '80s channel, and Rick Springfield was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick, Rick Springfield is that uh, Jesse's girl? Is mm-hmm. that Rick Springfield? Mm-hmm. And and he was he was like the DJ on the XM channel, and he's like pretty funny. Like it was like so I was listening to him because I'm like, ah, oh, this guy's got like a good sense of humor about things. But he was mentioning, he's like, yeah, you know, your voice. He mentioned the Lover Boy and how the guy can still sing like that. Uh-huh. He's like, because everybody's voice, you get older, and your voice, and you know, like everything else in your body, you lose capabilities. You yeah. lose the the potential to reach former glories. He's like, but yeah, this guy from Loverboy still sings like that. And so I was keeping that in mind when I went and saw Tesla. But uh, they sounded good, man. It was a good show. How old do you think they are now? When when were they big? Early 80s? Late 70s? They they were a mid-80s band. Mid-80s, I think they formed in like 81. Okay, so they're 35, 40 years past their prime. Yeah, yeah, and they, uh, they, but who's to say what the prime is? There's still a bunch of people there. Although it it said it was sold out. And we got there, and I had, like, tickets way up in the stadium seats. And all of a sudden, I was like, no, there's no security. It's the parking lot of casino. I'm like, let's just stand right here. It's Rachel. I just stood kind of not towards the front, but decent enough. Like, And it just it had, like, summer summer concert series vibes. And it was good. They put on a good show. <laughs> they did Love Song in the middle of the set. Okay. Didn't, didn't throw the big hit out at the end. They put it in the middle. Oh man, it was just a, it was a good it was a fun thing. I'm glad uh, I'm glad we went and did that. Well, that's cool, man. Good for you. Yeah, for supporting the arts, supporting these old rockers. <laughs> hey, like I said, man, you got to hope somebody's willing to come out to see. Oh yeah, our, our outdated opinions <laughs> in 20 years. Because think think about how bad comedy ages, though. Oh yeah, true. Like who's truly relevant in stand up? That's like. 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, like it ages quick. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody loves Bill Hicks, and I like Bill Hicks, but every time I listen to one of his old albums, it's all these mid-'80s political references. Like, wait, who was Michael Dukakis again? Okay, yeah, that's all oh, right. That's who he's talking about. Like, having to yeah. connect the dots. I, I think it's the contrarian in me. <laughs> you don't like his Dukakis chunk? <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's the contrarian in me. Like... I know every, and I've said it before, I know everybody's like, Bill Hicks, man, Bill Hicks really broke it open. And I, I, 
have to think of it in the time that he mm-hmm. was saying it meant a lot more. Yeah. Because, like, all I, you know, he doesn't have a lot out there that you can consume. Mm-hmm. And the dude's, like, screaming about, you know, like one at one point he's like, you should do drugs, it opens your mind, and love is the key to understanding everything, and it's this message. And then five minutes later he's, like, losing his mind about... Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> it's like you seem pretty, you seem easily distracted from your own message here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's hunt and, and then, kill uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, uh, yeah, and like that's not really a funny joke either. Mm-hmm. Like it was, not to speak ill of the dead, but everybody loves that like, what are they, like the outlaws or the Texas outlaws? Mm-hmm. And it was like Sam Kennison and it was just a like kind of loud... Yeah. Void, devoid of punchline. Doesn't this stuff suck? Kennison I guess. is one I could never get on board with. I didn't I didn't get him when I was a kid, and then I was like, well, now that I do comedy, let me go revisit. Maybe I'll appreciate it. Yeah, it's just a bunch of screaming. Like, okay. Yeah, maybe yeah. there was a, there was something to seeing him live and be like, you know, all these people talk about like, Feeling the electricity. I mean, there's performers like that where it's like, I mean, shit, I was saying, I hung out with Sean Patton. That's mm-hmm. one of those guys that I don't know if you could bottle the magic of Sean Patton on a recording. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, the Bill Hicks, I was like, I, I guess at the time, given what other stand-up was, that that True. was, you know, pretty groundbreaking. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, compared to... The other com the other comedy of his time, when the majority of those '80s acts were talking about airline food and their wife's shopping habits, yeah, Bill Hicks's message what, would be refreshing. Yeah, and what did you find? Because I started watching comedy in the '80s, and I I was fascinated with it, but I don't. None of it was relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was 12 years old in 1988 or 1989. I still didn't know why I was laughing. I'm like, I thought Judy Tenuta was the best. <laughs> she had the, uh, she she's the one like, with the organ, or not the organ, the accordion. She had an accordion with spit gum at people. <laughs> <laughs> this is way more punk rock than whatever people say Bill Hicks is. This yeah. is hilarious. Or like, I mean, I've, you know, you got to mention, like Bill Cosby himself was like, that special made sense. He's like, oh, he's talking about his brothers and, being mm-hmm. a kid, I'm like, oh, I'm a kid now. I understand yeah. these things. Yeah, I like chocolate cake. Yeah, like, I get that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the Bill Hicks stuff, I'm like, I know I'm supposed to cite this as an influence, but like, I, I'm like, this guy's just mad. He's always yelling at the audience. I don't think I would want to go to that show. He'd yell at me. <laughs> oh boy. Well, that's how good, did I man. get on that? I don't know uh, how I got on that. I don't know. That's fun. Tesla outdoors. Tesla. Oh, that's why we're talking about like the how the act would age. You know, but Bill Hick unfortunately did not have a chance to um, yeah grow and develop. I think it, what it is like the way his mind worked, he probably would have adapted mm-hmm. and had some insights. Or he is um, Alex Jones. <laughs> I still, I still like the uh, as far as conspiracies that I might want to like. Mm, it seems like that. It looks like him. Makes yeah. sense that he went weird right wing conspiratorial. 
Yeah, it's did a hell too, of a pivot. Did, uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> did too much acid, then got highly suspect uh, mm-hmm. of things, and then went all the way into it. He was a, a full tilt kind of fella. <laughs> I do like that one. But yeah, so Sh- Shawnee P was here. We went out. Uh, he had his album recording Saturday night at Helium, and it was great. And then we were at a bar around the corner, and there was like, I you know what? I never there. There's never like fights in L.A. Being at bars, I never saw a lot of fights because I think everybody, everybody knew like you just get shot. Mm-hmm. And here it's more of like the old timey put them up type of stuff. Like people just punch each other here did you see a fight it, yeah we're sitting there we're sitting outside kind of on the sidewalk of these picnic benches this bar and all of a sudden there's some commotion going on and i'm looking around and i don't see sean and sean's buddy rory was in town and cypher sounds was in town he was opening for sean like i didn't see parts of our group i'm like oh are they in this mix <clears throat> so i go to look at the patio area of this bar and I, th- these are the details I could put together. I, di- I, I didn't see any of our gang in there. There was one giant dude. Hmm. This, like, dude that was, like, uh, he was fucking huge. And, like, giant Portland hipster. Black dude, but black hipster. Big, like, blown out ear gauges and everything. And he's screaming at somebody, like, fuck you. I didn't fucking do that. And, like I don't know if somebody called him and were some, but then I see some other little dude, well smaller compared to this dude, with like bleached out Billy Idol hair, kind of like you know punk rocker looking dude, and he clearly had gotten socked in the face and was kind of like yelling back at this dude, and I don't know if there was like a racial thing going on, but then out of nowhere these two like uh, you know nightclubby looking girls are like, and he stole my purse. <laughs> And he's like, I didn't. This dude's like, I didn't fucking steal your purse. And and they're trying to be a part of this fight. These two drunk girls are trying to be like, and my purse is missing. And he stole my purse. And nobody gives a shit about him. Like nobody cares what they have going on. But he's like, mm-hmm. is this guy gonna clobber this dude more? And the one girl's watching. She's like, doesn't anybody care that my purse is gone? And I was just doesn't there with a drink. I'm like, I, 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 I just. I just go, no. Why would anybody <laughs> care about your yeah. purse? And she's trying to accuse this dude that he stole it, and then he left, and then the the blonde dude went running after him, and it's funny because a guy from the bar just went and picked him up like a little child and just picked him up and walked him back, like picked him up off the ground and walked him back into the bar. <laughs> and then another, and then a gal that worked at the comedy club came out because these other girls were trying to chase the dude down and, the girl that worked at the comedy club comes out. She's like, is this your purse? It was in the bushes. <laughs> like something. <laughs> These dumb trollops left it. And it was just, it was more of what it was. Not, none of our group was involved with it. So it was more of just a spectacle. You know, you see a fight at a bar, you feel a little bit young again. You're like, oh, oh yeah. it still happens. Like excitement. I, mean, I don't want to, I don't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. I was trying to write a joke about how more people... People know more mixed martial arts than they do science nowadays, and that's a true de- that's a true descent of society. <laughs> oh like, man! Because nobody nobody does the put them up fight. Like everybody knows a weird arm bar or some yeah. way to like make you pass out by touching your jugular vein. But actual science is like I don't need that. It's for nerds. 
That is true. Like I think about that sometimes when when you see some ruckus out in public, and uh, you know, I, I'm too old to be getting into that nonsense anymore. You know, even though I did punch <laughs> a guy out to last year, less than two years ago. <laughs> uh, but I do think about that. Like uh, the percentage of people that are trained in some sort of martial art now compared to 10 or 20 years ago. So, yeah, you, you know, used to, you could just size a guy up and be like, all right, I'm bigger than him. I'm probably stronger than him. I'm not afraid of that dude. But now, you, you know, you never know what little fellas got a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to fight anyway, but especially now it's like, I don't know what kind of, how you've been taking out your fatherless rage the past <laughs> 10 years. I'm yeah. not dancing with that, man. <laughs> I you almost saw whatever a fight. name you want. That's fine. I almost saw a fight the other day too. That's odd that we both really? almost experienced fights. I uh, I just got back from Vegas. Had a nice little trip with Katie. Little birthday trip oh, for huh. her. And uh, well, this but this was crazy. It wasn't what you would think. Uh, we were kind of in the suburbs. Went to this oyster bar. Amazing meal called this place mm, called Legends La- Oyster Bar. Las Vegas <laughs> Suburban Oyster Bar. <laughs> I knew that was Go ahead and wine and dine that gal of yours, Dave. No, no, babe. Everybody does stuff on the strip. We're going out to Pahrump. Going out to Zizix. We're going out to, yeah, we're going out to Zizix for the Desert Oasis oh. Oyster Bar. Oh, man. But, yeah, uh, we were having a great meal. And uh, this this other this couple was leaving, and uh, they were they were paying their check up at the counter, and uh, then the guy just starts jawing with the cook. This guy just back there doing shucking the oysters and stuff, and they start jawing at each other, and the customers like mm-hmm. step your ass outside, I'll beat your fucking ass, and just all the all the classic threats, you know. And yeah. uh, fortunately, nothing happened. And then when I went to go pay the check, I said, uh, what was that guy's problem? He's like, yeah, he claims we were shorting him, shorting him on his steamed clams because he was black. <laughs> the guy's like, yeah, he, he kept complaining the whole meal that we were, that the one pound bucket of steamed clams was underweight and that, it, that we were shorting him just because he's an African-American. I was like, well, that's an odd grievance. It's an odd beef. So this guy was ready to physically fight the cook because he thought he was being shorted uh, some clams. So. I would. Ne- I always assume somebody that works in a, a kitchen can fight. Yeah. <laughs> I always like your routine. You're burning yourself. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. They're, they're you're just getting burnt. Yeah, you're getting bur- whether you know how to fight or not. You're getting burnt. You're getting cut. You're getting trained like Bane from the Batman yeah. movies. Like you're just getting slowly. You're, you're whether you know how to fight or not. Your pain tolerance, yeah, is so high. You're like, I'll take nine punches from you first before I even retaliate. Yeah, if nothing else, they're tough. Yeah, yeah, tough. I guess that's the word. Yeah. Maybe not knowing it, but they can handle it. So that's why I'm like, hey, I don't fuck with anybody in the kitchen. But the the cook they're on, was just, they're on cocaine and they got knives. <laughs> but the cook was pretty. Uh, he, he handled it pretty well. Like he 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 wasn't excited or upset or anything. He was just listening to this guy's threats and, and grievances. But uh, yeah, the, the whole staff was like, "Yeah, that's uh, that's a first. We've never had anybody how threaten you, us over claims." How would you tell? I don't know. I don't know how. Unless he's a regular and. <laughs> He knows that usually the one-pound bucket gives him 15 to 20 clams, and this had a lot less. I don't know. 
But yeah, that, that is a, a interesting thing to bring up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was hot. He was pissed. <laughs> like he was, he was ready to throw down. But I mean, if you're already <laughs> weigh these clams in front of me. Mm-hmm. I want to see you weigh these clams in front of my face. These ain't little necks. <laughs> Look at the size of his neck. Oh man. But yeah, speaking of which, amazing meal. Dude, we ate we ate like we just got out of prison all weekend. It was it was violent. It was swift. <laughs> that was you did you leaving Las Vegas, but just with uh, with, with, with calories. <laughs> with, I'm gonna with eat myself sugar. to death. <laughs> got a shitty hotel room with a bunch of takeout. <laughs> Yeah, you just got a, a drink cart, but it's it's the dim sum cart from the Asian restaurant. You just paid him. You just gave him 500 bucks and pushed the cart out of the restaurant yourself. Of all those pork buns. Oh, I befriend a sex worker who's trying to steer me in the right it, direction. It's not. You just got a personal chef that winds up, winds up living with you. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah, we, we had some. Oh, boy. It was it was nuts. It yeah. was nuts. Someone's knocking Charles. at the door, but I'm not going to answer it because I don't feel like hitting stop on the recording. You don't feel like roughhousing? No, nah, just leave it at the door. You don't feel like there's no uh, there's no uh, strangers out in the no uh, street justice elements <laughs> anymore. Nah, I think uh, I think everything's pretty good right now. <clears throat> yeah, shit, man, I had, a, I had a spooky thing last night. What happened? Where I thought. I mean, now that I'm going to retell it, probably bad, 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 bad. But we were, um, I can't talk. This is the first talking I'm doing all day. So big, bad, 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 bad. Well, fucking porky pigs. I'm trying to have some coffee. <laughs> um, the, I was, because we're getting ready to leave. And so, like, we're, like, cleaning the house. And the bedroom wasn't made. Long story short, I was sleeping in my little room here. I've been taking naps on the floor lately. They're great. They're great. I could just lay on my back on the floor. Feels great. But so, I was sleeping in here last night because Rachel was still doing stuff and tidying, whatever. But so, you know, <clears throat> Dirty's out in the living room now. She sleeps in the living room. Nice. And we'll and we'll wake up, and uh, finally found her voice. Found out cats don't meow at each other. The only like, yeah. I, I read this in a tweet. I don't know if it's scientifically factual, but that they learn to mimic the sound of babies hmm. to get humans to pay attention to them. That makes sense. They're manipulative creatures. Mm-hmm. But so that's why she's got like these dry mouth meows where her mouth just opens and nothing comes out or this Aww. weird like... That's where, yeah, we were calling her WD-40 for a minute. Cause it, was like <laughs> just a, it was just this rusty kind of... <laughs> <laughs> so pathetic sounding, <laughs> but now she's uh, she's found her voice. She's a regular Whitney Houston out there in the middle of the night, and um, so she's yelping. We gotta like, we can't go out there. We can't just go out every time she's bored and wants friends. Mm-hmm. But so I'm laying on the floor in my bedroom, and all of a sudden, I, like I hear Lil D's going at it, and then I hear this like kind of equal volume louder sound that sounds like. Ugh. <gasps> like a man grunting. I'm like, what the fuck? And Uh-oh. then little D stopped making noises. And I was like, well, that really sounded like somebody was in the house. 
So I wake up. I get like I get up. I go outside. Rachel's in bed at this point. I'm like, what was that? I'm like, I heard a sound. I'm looking around. Nothing. Everything's locked. You chamber around? Where it is. Nah, nah. I didn't, <laughs> didn't fuck around with that. And then I was, uh, pistolas are all packed up to go to uh, go to Utah. Yeah. Shooting out in, the, out in the land there. Um, no, didn't, didn't do that because it was like a grumble. It wasn't like talking or a break-in noise. It was just a weird monster sound. I'm talking to Rachel this morning. She's like, oh, I know exactly what that was now. She's like, I got up, and she used the bathroom that's in the bedroom there to blow her nose. Well, that vent somehow goes directly to the vent that's in my room. She's like, every time you record a podcast, I hear it directly on the other side of the house in the Uh little bathroom. So that's what it was. But it was a definite, like, like I got up, like, ooh, something's out there. Haven't had a haven't had a scare like that in a while. Yeah, those are. There was a up. moment where like, I started le- I started leaving my bedroom and I'm like, why don't I have anything in my hands? Like I should have something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it's, a, it's a small house though. It's easy to just look out and be like, yeah, all right, that's the living room and there's the dining room kitchen. Nobody's in here, and I could see that, that no doors are open. So if it like, was the that vent, small, it's small of a house. If it was the vent though, what what was still the noise? Rachel got up to blow her nose. Oh, right. Okay. I, okay. Gotcha. And it sounded and it sounded like a bear was trying to break into the house. It sounded like a bear. It sounded like a bear was already in the house. <laughs> so that oh. that was my that was my little scare. I hadn't had a scare in a while, so that was my reason little scare. Um, <laughs> it was cool. It was cool though. I like a little scare. It's good to have one once in a while. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, people. I, I'm the, I'm on the Reddit. People want to hear a people want a topic. Mm-hmm. Dave, people want a topic. Maybe we should give them a topic. Oh, we got we got topics out the galore today. Enough. What else? How else did Vegas go? I didn't inquire about that. Oh, it was great. Yeah, just uh, three days, just kicking it. Uh, Katie just loves to go to a nice hotel. Uh, Preferably connected to a casino, and uh, she likes to lounge around in the hotel room, and then she likes to go down and play slots, and that's it. Like, we barely... The, the one meal that I was talking about, the Oyster Bar, is the only time we left the actual casino. We stayed at the Golden Nugget, did the did the Fremont Street experience, which is just a bunch of nonsense. But, uh, oh, you yeah. know, it, it, it's, it's... I like the cover bands, though. Yeah, yeah, I saw some uh, cover bands... Uh, a lot of street performers, um, yeah. Very, very few masks in Las Vegas. Even though everywhere we went into had uh, the mask mandate signs up, but a, a lot of bad boys. Just you know, with you, you can't tell me what to do vibe. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Had, had a good time. Made L- some, losing their money. Yeah. Uh, like I said, had some great oysters. Ate at this great steakhouse called Vic and Anthony's. Got the big. Porterhouse got the uh, oyster, Ooh, got right. uh, oysters Rockefeller, got uh, what's that? That's the one with like it's got cheese on it, right? Yeah, baked. it's got like the cheese, the Parmesan cheese, and uh, you know onions and stuff, and it's all baked over. And oh boy, just that's boy. the one where the oysters are part of the New World Order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but just so good. Had the blue cheese wedge. Oh, just dude, I this wedge under- salad baby. Yeah. I forget how much I love 
Well, I was going to say I forget how much I love food, but that's that's not my point. Obviously, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware of you, that. You've never forgotten. I forget how good a great restaurant can be, like fine dining. I, I'm not into like the frou frou mm-hmm. fine dining, like the with all the the. You know what I'm talking about? The silly little plates with the reduction and the foam and the garnish yeah, and blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. But just give me, like, the best steak in town or give me, you know, the best side dish. Like, just this steak was just so much better than what even I can do. And I, I make a great steak, but just just the preparation, the, the, the ingredients, just the execution, everything, just top-notch. I feel like those restaurants that you're talking about, like the foam and this and that, <clears throat> it's like ASMR for your mouth. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you don't don't go there when you're hungry. Yeah, <laughs> go there to, to go there to have new things happen to your mouth, mm. and that take that out as a soundbite and use it when you need it, anybody. <laughs> but that I think like that's where I look at it. Where it's like, oh, sometimes people want to listen to music because music's good, but sometimes people want to listen to. Uh, like a lady with a deep voice, eat pickles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not going to dance to it, but it's something that it's a new sensation to enjoy for your existence. And then we at the Oyster Bar, we had this dish I'd never even heard of, but I guess in certain parts of the country or whatever, it, it, it's prevalent. Um, it was called a pan roast. And it was basically just like a really good uh, bisque. or it, it was like a soup. It was it was in okay. the form of a soup, but um, I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like a mm. lobster bisque or a crab bisque, just just mm-hmm. like tomato based, but w- with cream and had a bunch of crab meat and lobster meat, and it was mm-hmm. you know it basically it was like a Cajun right. curry. It was very much like a curry. Ooh, so like okay. imagine the the all the textures and ingredients of, of a good curry. But it had uh, much more of like a American and Cajun vibe than like an Indian or you know Asian vibe. But with like the dairy kind of creamy. Yeah, yeah, kind of had the the the, the whole cream oh, or whatever okay. uh, incorporated into the base, and um, oh okay. yeah, just just a big bowl of that with all this crab meat and lobster meat in it, and then just a big loaf of sourdough bread to kind of dip it in. Oh, dude, I mean it was nuts. So. We had that with uh, a bunch of raw oysters and the oysters Rockefeller and uh, some steamed clams and oh jeez, it was just it was out of sight. Did you have any bad food? No, no, no bad food. Um, you you know, a heart attack grill or anything? Nah, nah, I didn't mess with that. On the on the uh, the very first day while we were coming in, uh, about an hour away, we found a uh, Cracker Barrel. So we started with the Cracker <laughs> Barrel. Oh boy, oh boy. I just I miss it. It's just could you mm. could you microwave those scalloped potatoes just under the allotted time? <laughs> I'm telling you, for mm. a Georgia boy living in California with no access or very little access to good Southern food out here, I I'm not gonna snub my nose up at uh, Cracker Barrel, dude. I had I had the chicken fried steak, I had the turnip greens, the hash brown casserole. Get out of town. Oh boy! Ooh, chicky fried steak. All right, I dig that. It's good times. I had a uh, yeah. We went out yesterday for Rachel's birthday. Went to a place right over here. Had a had a parmesan encrusted sole piece Ooh, fish. Okay, like that. That was that, that was like a piece of chicken at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much crusty parm on there. 
Krusty mm. Palmer. I'll give that. An, I'll uh, yeah. I'll give that an old boy. I'll, I, that old boy coming from Kyle. Old boy. That's a great stripper name. Krusty Parm. Mm-hmm. Parm. Parmesan. <laughs> well, that's great. So, uh, uh, yeah, Rachel's birthday and Katie's birthday, like two days apart. I yeah. didn't realize that. So, happy birthday, Rachel. I, I, happy birthday to all these people. Happy yeah. birthday to you, to Katie, to Rachel. So many birthdays. I, yeah. We were talking about that. Like, what went down? Yeah. Is it like Halloween conception? A lot of, like, a lot of, like, uh, uh, costume made babies. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I haven't done the uh, the reverse math there, but yeah, right around. I mean, Halloween. It's about a week earlier than it should be. It should be mm-hmm. like the first week in November. Like, what was going on? What's happening in the beginning of November? People feeling for, like, frisky what? in the fall. Did people meet on Halloween and like a lot of second date babies? Ooh, maybe so. Australia, like, wow, man, I thought you were hot as a uh, raggedy Ann. <laughs> now you just look like a regular lady. I'm still India. Maybe that's what it is. People meet on Halloween, like, well, this isn't going to last because we're in costume. And then you see people and like, oh, still into it. Let's bone. And then there you go, kids. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. But, yeah, good time in Vegas. I, I love Vegas. Like, it can be obnoxious, but if you just... If you kind of mold it and craft it to your liking, stay away from the obnoxious parts. It's a good time. Yeah. If you time. like eating food, man, mm-hmm. uh, the, the no shortage of like good restaurants there, like you had found out. Yeah. Great so. food, and I like I just like the concept of the uh, casino in terms of the twenty four seven excitement. I like just knowing that you know if I wanted to at four in the morning, I could go down and, and play some slots or whatever. You know, yeah, there is a nice little non-judgmental, like even when you're on vacation other places, things close down. Mm-hmm. And Vegas is like, nope, we, we will happily take your money at any hour you want to give it to yeah. us. Good people we're not gonna, watching. We're not gonna ta- yeah, we're not going to turn you away. Oh, that was, I just go to, I, my favorite thing, I go to Margaritaville on a mm-hmm. strip because it's not cool. So people don't, it's not as packed as other places. Uh-huh. And you could stand right on the strip with a drink and just watch people go by. Yeah. Just watch drunk people pass. Yeah. It's like a wildlife safari for me. Yeah. A lot of American flag t-shirts. Sure. A lot of... I respect uh, it. Saw some Punisher logos. Uh, What's that new one with the guns crossed on the sleeve? I don't know. I don't know that one. I don't know. It's some good old boy shit. A lot of bad boys out this weekend, though, so... Oh sure. Did I, oh that's what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, I, man. Let me know next time Katie wants to go. I'll let you know. I'll let Deb know. Cause, man, Deb, same thing. Doesn't want to blow a lot of money. Just wants mm-hmm. to sit at a slot machine. Just wants to smoke indoors. Yeah. <laughs> that's gotta at, be sit great. At, for sit smokers. at a nickel slot machine for eight hours. Lose lose thirty three dollars. <laughs> That does have to be great for smokers. Like I've never been a smoker, but like I can appreciate that smoking indoors, especially, oh, smoking especially indoors. now where, you, where it's banned almost yeah. everywhere. And they pump oxygen in, so actually, every time they get one of those smokers' coughs kicking up, they're ingesting pure oxygen, so it's mm-hmm. better for them. It's probably the healthiest way to smoke is to smoke in a casino in Vegas. Yes, yeah, probably. But yeah, well, 
Good times. I'm glad you had a fun trip, buddy. Yeah, it was a fun trip. Uh, we've got a couple of little stories here before we get to a main topic today. I ran across this. Let's do some stories. There's and a topics, uh, everybody. Th- Shit. There's, there's a uh, TikToker who goes by the handle uh, Aesthetic Time Warper, who okay. claims that uh, I don't know if this is a he or she or uh, or a non-binary, but they claim that they are a time traveler from the year 2714. And Aesthetic Time Warper warns that um, on Wednesday, August 11th, now keep in mind we're recording this uh, several days early. This is coming out on the 17th. But as we're recording this, uh, it's it's the 10th. So tomorrow, as we're recording this, Wednesday, August 11th, uh, according to Aesthetic Time Warper on TikTok, says that aliens will land on Earth and the beginning of a war will start. Uh, There's going to be... A very large meteor shower that lasts two weeks. It will be seen in the northern hemisphere containing the Nozick message. Um, okay. Let's see here. This is, uh, yeah, apparently on August 11th, uh, aliens are going to land on Earth. Uh, it, they're going to be disguised as, as meteor showers. And uh, says amazing things will happen tomorrow, but it will lead to a war that begins in 2025. So something's going to happen tomorrow. They're going to land, and then there's going to be some uh, tense conflict or something for a few years. And then 2025, whatever happens on August 11th, will lead to a war that kicks off in 2025. So, well, I'm seeing that this uh, individual already has some earlier dates. Apparently, uh, August 3rd, which as of recording was uh, what a week ago. Yeah. NASA was going to find a mirrored Earth, mm-hmm. opposite gravity, physics, motion. Hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know if that happened. But yeah. Yeah. I always like these uh, time-traveling uh, warnings or prophecies, because uh, obviously so easy to uh, fact-check once the, the given date has come and gone. I find it interesting that the time traveler is using TikTok to get the message mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, got to go where the people are at. That makes me realize maybe I should be more participatory with TikTok if people mm-hmm. from the future know that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I found this other story. It's pretty interesting. I think we've touched on the possibility of this in the past. I don't think we did a whole episode. But the, the concept of, uh, of uh, man-made weather... Human engineered oh, yeah. weather. Uh, Dubai right now, um, they're making fake rain. This summer's been so yeah. brutal over in Dubai that uh, scientists have figured out how to make fake rain. And uh, of course, the science behind it is over our heads. Uh, but reading this article on Yahoo News, it's an extremely complex procedure which involves firing either electrical charges or chemicals such as silver iodide into the clouds. Uh, This project tries to get the water drops to merge and stick when they receive an electrical uh, pulse, like dry hair to a comb. Uh, This professor, uh, Martin Ambaum, says uh, Mm -hmm. they've been working on this for years. When the drops merge and are big enough, they will fall as rain. And apparently they have succeeded. Uh, Apparently they got some fake rain going over in Dubai. It's weird that you should bring Dubai up. I... uh in my non-sleeping last night, I watched a video where some guy's like, here's why Dubai is the dumbest place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, 
listed all these reasons. Like, <clears throat> okay, obviously it's like this monument to opulence, and it's you know the people that live there are all just what whatever royalty and billionaires and what have you. Because mm-hmm. you know they got the Burj Khalifa, the giant ridiculous building. Yeah, but this that's, guy breaks that the it down. tallest I, one. Is that the tallest one? In tallest, the yeah. tallest by however much. And uh, I have not. I didn't fact check this video. I just I think I saw it on Reddit. But it, he lists about how preposterous, like how that is just the abomination of human excess. Because he's like, what you don't see, like you see this Burj Khalifa, you see this giant building. What you don't realize is that they don't have a, stu- a sewage system. So huh. there's always a train of poop trucks that have to leave the building that have to haul the sewage away from the skyscrapers. So Dubai itself doesn't have an infrastructure set up for sewage? N- not for a building like that. Oh. Like that building itself has to have its sewage hauled away in vehicles. And all the islands that are made are made by using sand from the underneath where they're at. So it's like they're basically just uprooting coral reefs or burying them by digging sand up from that area to make these fake islands. And how they're just designed like American suburbs. There's nothing exceptional about these man-made islands they've made. They're all just cookie-cutter houses with bad public transportation. Uh-huh. And like it's more said, like how the whole city's built on essentially slave labor from the Middle East. Uh, you know, people that go there to work from other countries and they get their passports confiscated and they're not mm-hmm. comp- they're not paid and just how. You see it as this monument to structural uh, wonder, and it's all just a hellhole, just Mm -hmm. a ridiculous man-made, not because we should, but just because we could type of city. Hmm. I just didn't know about the poop trucks, and I know you'd like, just trucks upon trucks. Like, yep, every day there's just a train of trucks on the highway hauling shit away from the Burj Khalifa. I'm like... Doesn't go with the uh, caviar and Lamborghini vibe that I get it from over there. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. But yeah, fake rain. They got, they got the money. Yeah, they got the money to make their own rain. I guess. I think there's a video somewhere um, where I think it's a politician in Russia a few years ago. He was being interviewed, and he spilled the beans. You could tell that he immediately backpedaled and didn't want to reveal that info, but he basically, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically admitted to the, uh, to the interviewer that, uh, Oh yeah, we've been manipulating the weather for years or, or something to that effect. And he was like, oops, like implying, but, implying mean, they, that they, the they... Russian government has been controlling and manipulating weather for years. I, f- yeah, I, don't, I, I do not trust Russia as for anything. Yeah. For it, like, just from like the fact that the, yeah, we dope our whole Olympic team to win, like every, mm-hmm. everything we kill off any political opponent. Like it's mm-hmm. not how, like I, I always like, what's the actual reason to keep on a plate? I'm like, China is obviously ma- like, okay, the manufacturing China makes all our shit. So China can do horrible shit and we're not going to go to war with them because they make all our stuff. You know? Yeah. What's Russia? Like, there's, contributing? there's, there's, there's slave, there's, you know, and there's concentration camps in China now. Yeah. But, 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 uh, uh but our free market, mm-hmm. our free market. 
So I know Russia just seems like uh, it just seems true Wild West. They do whatever they want to do over there. Apparently, not too uh, friendly to the LGBT community. I think they have terrible Mm -mm. human rights violations going on over there. I think I saw some story about how poorly gay folks are treated over there. Yeah. Mm. A fucking gay Russian, probably the scariest dude you'll ever meet. <laughs> He's been through a lot. Be so violent just to be like, yeah, man, I fucking earned my right to suck dicks by killing every third person I've ever met. I just killed a guy yesterday. You're the second person. You're lucky. Two more people, I got to kill him. <laughs> it's crazy how big Russia is. Uh, here's a fact. I think it's a fact if I understood correctly. I think they have 12 different time zones in Russia. Where we only have four over here, but like, that's crazy to think about. 12, like, it's so wide. 12 different time zones. Make that iPhone work overtime when you travel. Hey, you get any business done? Let's, Let's talk about a topic, Dave. People have wanted a topic. They've really, they've been asking. We got 15 minutes left. That's about a good chunk of time. All right, let's talk about uh, something. Let's talk about the the small town of Stoll, Kansas. Stoll, Kansas. Uh, why is that relevant? Well, there's rumor to be in the mid 19th century that the uh, the town's name was Skull, but they changed it to Stoll uh, to kind of distance themselves from any of the uh, rumors of the black arts going on there. Um, there's this church, the Evangelical Emanuel Church, built in 1860. Part of it uh, remains to this day, and uh, like many churches from that era, they have a graveyard, and this graveyard at the Evangelical Emanuel Church is rumored to be one of the gateways to hell. Oh, yeah, here we go. A lot of urban legends and myths have been told about this particular church, Many of them come from the tragedies the small town suffered, such as a little boy who was burned accidentally to death by his own father. There's that story. A lot of suicides uh, with bodies found in public places. The basic premise of these legends regarding Stoll, Kansas, it goes something like this. Uh, Somewhere within the tiny rundown Stoll Cemetery is a set of hidden steps which descend directly to the netherworld itself. These steps are nearly impossible to find. They're covered by a hidden seal, which only opens on Halloween and the spring equinox. <laughs> so it only opens twice a year. If, uh, if one does manage to find these steps, they should never venture down them, for it is impossible to ever return. Back in 1974, there was an article in the <laughs> University of Kansas student newspaper, examined several strange experiences in the Stoll Cemetery. Uh, The article goes on to say that Stoll and the cemetery especially is haunted by legends of supernatural and paranormal. Furthermore, it's reported that the legends that claim Stoll Cemetery is one of the seven gateways of hell, where the devil appears in person, specifically he appears two times a year in the flesh. Uh, Like I said, Halloween and the spring equinox. Um, So how how do they get this reputation? How How did... small community of Stoll, Kansas, become the doorway to the devil. There's several reasons. Some believe that, uh, let's say, there's something evil about Stoll long before the cemetery 
arrived, uh, as suggested by several tragedies and still others claim that when the church fell into disuse, uh, witches and devil worshipers and the like uh, used that church and that cemetery for ritual magic, uh, people trying to summon the devil out of the gateway there. Uh, let's see what else. In the cemetery, there was once a grave that had the word witch engraved upon it. The grave stood close to the alleged hanging tree. Now, there's this hanging tree in the cemetery. It's a tall pine oh, tree boy. said to have uh, hung more than one witch. Uh, apparently, a lot of witches got hung there at this hanging tree. Apparently, the hanging tree is still there, or at least parts of it are. Um the bones in the witch grave are said to be that of Satan's own child, conceived with, with a mortal witch. Yeah, I don't if know how that witch, works. Uh-huh. How do witches keep dying if they're witches? Yeah, it's a good question. <clears throat> well, that would uh, not, not, not that's not to victim blame the witches. Uh-huh. You think that somebody like that's the classic like, well, <clears throat> we got to kill this. You know, that's the whole if we drown her, if we drown this woman. She's a witch. If she doesn't drown, what is it? If she drowns, then she's a witch. Yeah, I never did understand some, that. Look, there's some real backwards logic just mm-hmm. because, uh, just because chicks be crazy, and then so yeah. they had to start drowning. They had to start drowning single women in their thirties. Yeah, back in back in the 1600s. Yeah, the standards I mean, for is, witches back then was was pretty low. Yeah, uh, and it's just more more of like, you know, nobody, everybody's a little exhausted to hear about, uh, you know, that's the patriarchy. But it's like, well, look at that. That was just, now nah, women's trying to do her own thing. She's probably a mythical creature. Well, if she's mythical, wouldn't she stop us from killing her? Ah, too late. She dead. I mean, think about it. In... Right now, in present day, 2021, in certain parts of the country, in certain parts of the world, there's still this vibe of, you know, if I don't understand it, it must be evil. If I don't understand yeah. it, it must, must be wrong. I mean, that... Goes against, goes against nature. Yeah, that's, that mindset still exists to this day. Can you imagine three, four, five hundred years ago how easy it would be to just label somebody a witch based on almost nothing. Yeah. Goes uh, against, goes against that. Well, I was trying to ask ah, shit, man. I'm going to try and talk it out with you now, Dave. Maybe it was, it was a bit about not trying to defend vegetarians. But just not like, well, our teeth are designed for eating different materials or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, well, is the rest of your fat ass designed to hunt? Or are you just relying on your teeth? Because <laughs> you need a car to go a quarter of a mile to Taco Bell. So mm-hmm. let's not talk about the desi- your physiological design yeah, was good. meant to eat all these things. Good point. Uh, it's not the whole bit, but it was something along the lines of like <laughs> looking at the like, oh, we've, we're developed to do this. We're developed to consume these things. But yeah, like uh, I don't know these AM these AM episodes, Dave. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, I'm get all this scrambled in nineteen in nineteen ninety eight. Pope John Paul II had his flight rerouted so his plane would not have to fly over the cemetery. 
JP Deuce. Uh-huh. He's Is like, that true? Really? Well, it's, it says it on the internet. So. That's a bit much. It says it on the internet. What's, how far out of the way of a gate to hell do you have to go to not be uh, sucked in by the vortex of evil? Mm-hmm. Who's making, who's deciding that measurement? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you just walk around was... like a pile of shit on the sidewalk, or you got to go a whole block out of the way. What's the scoop? <laughs> uh, talking about the actual church itself, uh, one of the main oddities associated to this church is it says that it never rains within the church. So the church is uh, dilapidated, and it obviously has, a, I believe, an exposed mm-hmm. roof now. So basically, just kind of the foundation is still there. So. The roof is exposed, and apparently, um, even when it's raining right next door, right in the same general area, it never rains inside the church. None of the water gets into the... I don't know what that has to do with witches or the gateway that to hell. feels like an uh, easily disprovable mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> oh, apparently well, the never church... never rains. Yeah. yeah I, I misspoke. The church uh, was bulldozed in 2003, so... Uh, they they bulldozed it to kind of keep the uh, near dwells and the uh, the people seeking uh, paranormal activity, trying to keep those uh, paranormal tourists away. But um, okay, so we've talked about this before: uh, gateways to hell. The, there's that one in Pasadena. Is that one of the official seven? The uh, what is it? Devil, Devil's mouth, Devil's Gate. Y- yeah, hold on. the seven gates. Of hell, let's let's find out. Seven Gates of Hell. It's a uh, modern urban legend. Uh-huh. Let's see where they where they think they these are at. We've got um, these are all like all this shit was made up by thirteen year olds. <laughs> Every time, oh, uh, th- this was in York County, Pennsylvania. Two versions of the legend exist. One involving a burnt insane asylum. It's always an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. This one's dumb. I'm not even going to read this. Where are the gates of hell on earth? The seven gates of the underworld. Let's see what we got. This one. Oh, wow. Okay, this one's actually a real Gaia method. All right. Now, this this needs more uh, even tertiary research. They're apparently all in York, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? All That's the gateways uh, to all hell? Of them? Well, now there's some in Collinsville, Illinois. These people are full of shit. No, but Seven Gates of Hell in Illinois, they're saying. That one's Ovaltine Factory, I told you that. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got a gate to hell. Everybody's got one of these. Everybody, it's like They're like Six Flags. Everybody's got one. It's a little bit different, but it's all franchised out by the same <laughs> corporate headquarters. Yeah, there's like historical ones that are... Here's the historical one, or like gates in the Greco-Roman world. There's a, a the edge of Lake Avernus on the Bay of Naples, where Hercules entered the underworld. So that's got a little bit more of your comic book type of shit going on there. Mm-hmm. Roman Forum in the middle of the Roman Forum is another another. Enter, I was there. That's a spooky old place. Uh, river, the Acheron River in Greece. Like, these are like old world kind of stuff. I like that. 
Here, according to this Wikipedia article, other gates. Fengdu has a long history in the Taoist tradition of being a portal to hell. Again, shit, even York, Pennsylvania even snuck into this one. Mm-hmm. This list. Turkmenistan? I'll, you tell me anything is in Turkmenistan. I'm like, sounds about right. Who's Nobody's ever been to Turkmenistan and lived to tell a tale. So you tell me there's a burning hole to hell there? I believe you. I like in these... Turk Turkmenistan. I like these gateways to hell because much like a haunted house, at least it's something, whether it's true or not, at least it's something tangible. Like, all right, this is the place. This is apparently, as opposed to just general paranormal stuff or supernatural stuff. I I like uh, a geographic location or or a structure that I can go to and be like, all right, so this is apparently where it happens. And if you wanted to, I guess you could camp out or do surveillance or whatever. You know, and no shit's gonna happen on Halloween. Don't tell me Halloween's the day. Why not? Something that's supposed to be scary. It's it's hack, Dave. It's it's hack. Well, no, I get that, but at, at least Halloween there's a legit backstory to it, as opposed to just some manufactured holiday like uh, Valentine's or something. Well, I guess that yeah. would be scarier. Really? If it was like every Arbor Day. <laughs> You're like, why? I'm like, I don't know. That's why it's even crazier. Um, the devil hooked up with one of these witches. They had an offspring that uh, is sometimes seen around the surrounding woods of the church uh, taking on the form of a werewolf. So the devil and a uh, witch is... produced the offspring of a werewolf. I never heard that one This before. This is an eighth grader's English assignment. To come up with a scary story. This is not. This is like <laughs> this. This is. This is. This is somebody making a classic gumbo right now, Dave. Mm-hmm. If I could put a it little in bit of everything. Terms. This is. This is somebody going like, here, listen. We work with ingredients from the area. Mm-hmm. Ooh, scary church. Mm-hmm. Devil. People know the devil. People know witches. What if they fucked? <laughs> Oh, probably werewolf. Oh, man. You give birth to a werewolf. Do you give birth to the wolf part or the guy, and then the first full moon, you got a little hairy baby? What do you? How does that work? <laughs> I thought you got to be bit by a werewolf. None of this makes sense at all. None of this. None of this. This is, this is, this is an eighth grader that just l- watched Joe Bob Briggs <laughs> f- for like three weeks straight and then made a gumbo out of everything he saw. Apparently, the gateway to hell is, uh, is you can access it from the staircase that is behind the church on the right-hand side of the church if you're facing it. The staircase is difficult to find because it doesn't exist. Uh, grass has overgrown the lid that covers the stairwell. The stairs are supposed to lead to a gateway to hell. One rumor says that if one goes down the stairs, it will take two weeks to get back up to the crown level, although it seems like only a few moments have passed. Hmm. There's also... Okay, so they're, they're manipulating time. Maybe, maybe who's it's, saying any of this? Who's maybe, who's who? Give me an interview. Give me a local that's like, oh yeah, man. <laughs> I came back up. My my fucking cat was dead. All my plants died. I didn't know. I thought I was only down there for twenty minutes. So it's not just a gateway to hell. It's a portal. 
maybe maybe you're going down to a different dimension. You come back. You feel like uh, two weeks has passed, but only a few moments have passed. I don't know what's going on with this place. Here, here's here's, here's from from the Channel Five News in the area. Here's the headline from Halloween on 2019: Seemingly harmless ghost story gets out of hand in Stull, Kansas. <laughs> what does that mean? Out of hand. Well, I, I'm reading this. Uh, the, now that I'm reading this article, they're like, there's a lot of names that originate in this town. She said, eventually there was a switchboard here and a blacksmith talking about the history of the town. But another tradition is formed, one the town never asked for. They come at night, always at night. Wolf Cool said, that's the name of the person interviewed. Unwanted visitors come to Stull because of a rumor. Just that this is a haunted place and there were witches in this church. That's it. So everybody there just hates that people come there. Here, the legend was went so crazy it could have been a movie plot launching more fiction, like the Pope supposedly refusing to fly over the town. <laughs> and the band Urge Overkill released an album called Stull in the in the 90s. Oh, good. Yeah, Urge Overkill celebrating it. <laughs> Best known for their Neil Diamond cover that showed up on Pulp Fiction. Oh right! Slag them. They're they're a Chicago band. Is that the girl you'll be a woman soon? That one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's Neil Diamond. Huh. Yeah. It, this uh, fiction has done more harm than good in Stull. It just breaks my heart that people say it's a gateway to whatever they say. <laughs> <laughs> she won't even say the word hell. The oh, small, that's her exact quote little, to whatever this they little say. Little small turn lady. Yeah. It just breaks my heart that people say it's the gateway to whatever they say. <laughs> oh man. They, these people hate it. We're making this problem worse. Over the years, tourists have left behind a mess, started fires during Halloween, and knocked over headstones. See, you can't. And if there was witches, you're going to go do that to their home? What's wrong with you? Well. If you are going to go like look for spooky stuff, still treat it like a national park. Leave no trace. Or else there will be no trace left of you. That's my new. That's the my new catchphrase for a ghost for a, a ghost story set in a national park. That's it right there. I like it. Well, I never understood, Please. like, so hell. If you believe in hell, or people who believe in hell, do they believe that it's a geographic location? under the crust of the earth or is it like a different dimension i just find it weird that you would need a physical entryway to a place like that is the the same could be said like oh portal i'd say it's a portal let's say it's a portal like oh to get to heaven you got to climb this ladder (laughs) through the clouds like it just if these places really exist it doesn't seem like you could get there by just walking down the staircase or up a staircase or whatever. It just seems like it would be a portal or some sort of avenue to a different dimension. But I just like the idea that, like, no, these stairs here will literally lead you to hell. It's like, nah, I don't know about that. I I mean, I like, obviously, the imagery and iconography of, like, of of heaven and hell. You know, it's religion. we got to come up with a good, we got to... 
come up with a bad thing to scare people to mm-hmm. behave correctly, you know, because otherwise what's the consequence for just being a jagoff in Earth? Well, well, you'll go to this horrible place. And, uh, you know, we like, Dave, we like our portals, don't we? Yeah. That's how I, Bigfoot I like time travels. Mm-hmm. That's how Bigfoot time travels. Uh, now, portals that people think that possibly scientifically can be described as like a change in dimensions. What did oh, what did I just read? Something real trippy and weird about how your life. Oh, I'm gonna fucking destroy this. But I, I, I read it was somebody's like your 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 timeline is like a ruler mm-hmm. being dropped on a table. Mm-hmm. It exists. It all exists at once. Your entire life, time. Is just the, the your part that you think you're in right now. That's just a point on the ruler. Mm-hmm. It's all happening at one at one time. It's all happening at once. Your existence, mm-hmm. your consciousness, is just where you are perceived. What point of the ruler that you're on? Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. And that goes into more of an idea of like how maybe interdimensional existence and that other things can exist on the same time, like, like another ruler next to yours or another ruler on top of yours, things like that. And that's how like, Oh, uh, this is me trying to make sense to myself. Not saying as, as I, uh, as I know what I'm talking about, but how it makes sense to me. It's like, Oh, that's another ruler on top of yours. That's somebody else's time frame or another existence that that's how you can change dimensions more or less. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that's the being able to jump from one ruler to another ruler type of thing. Huh. Um, so that's why these ideas like, oh, a portal to another dimension, or the idea that we're all um, like a simulation in somebody else's existence, who's a simulation in somebody else's existence. That one I'm still trying to make sense of for yeah. my dumb brain. Because yeah. it's fascinating, but too fascinating for me to figure out. Mm-hmm. So... That's why the portal thing is kind of like, man, maybe that could be a thing. Maybe that's how people move around and how creatures that know how to have that. They have their elite status, you know. That's like Mm -hmm. the private jet versus everybody else's flying commercial (laughs) in terms of uh, how time works, you know. Yeah. Uh, Or everybody else is like, we're all in a a canoe and they're in a a supersonic jet. Mm-hmm. As far as like the gates to, I, I don't. I think it's just another. I think it's all just scare tactic stuff. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. When it comes to the hell and heaven stuff like that, that's just well, God, we came up with a scary place, all right, but nobody's ever proven it. Oh yeah, well, look at that creepy staircase there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one in Pasadena is just a tunnel that's part of a dam. Yeah, and it's just a dark, scary place that was hard to get to. <laughs> It's always just a dark, scary place it's hard to get to. And so give it, you know, give it the spooky story. It would be great if one of these alleged gateways really had some eyewitness accounts to where, like, no. It would be great if anything we've talked about for six years on this (laughs) fucking show had eyewitness accounts, Dave. Some of them do. Do you see a pattern forming here? No, I love the idea of a of a gateway to hell. I love an idea of whether it be stairs or 
a cave or a tunnel of, of like something being legitimately scary. I don't. You want to you accidentally go to hell? Hell, you got to earn your spot in hell. You want to just, you took a wrong detour on a hike, and you're like, ah, shit, I'm in hell. I was being nice this whole time. <laughs> and now I got, I got sent to hell. This is a ripoff. Oh, man. I'd be, I'd be pissed, man. Because <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not, it's not like you get to go to the customer service deck, desk down there and be like, I, I think uh, there's been a misunderstanding. Like you trying to talk your way out of a bad neighborhood after getting off the highway on the wrong exit. I got, uh, listen, <laughs> fellas, no need to get out of hand. I just try, I'm trying to get back to the highway. Like you're not getting back to the fucking highway. It's like that that old Pete Holmes joke where he's in a bad neighborhood, so he just typed in Barnes and Noble to his GPS. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad strategy. Not a bad strategy. Uh, that bit is really good. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, there's your fucking topic. <laughs> I, I I still, I, I'll jam on like, just the, the historical context of hell mm-hmm. and how people think. I just also don't feel like it's going to be... Down the road from a Hardee's somewhere in middle America. <laughs> like, I, that's like you want to talk like the origin of religion and the human race somewhere in Africa or the Middle East, and that there might be a gate to hell underneath uh, ruins from the, you know, fifth century BC. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm listening. But if part of like, if the directions to get to the gate of hell are like, go past the JCPenney's, I'm not, I don't have, think. There's validity there. Dude, that's so funny. You, you bring that up. I forgot to mention, um, while we were in Vegas on Katie's Six actual... Six to hell in the JCPenney's. On her, on her actual birthday, I got her. Uh, I hooked her up with some spa stuff at a spa, so she was occupied the whole morning. Um, so while she was doing that, I drove out <clears throat> about 15 miles north of Vegas to Nellis mm. Air Force Base. And if that okay. sounds familiar... Nellis Air Force Base, if if I remember correctly, that's where Charles Hall used to work, who is the guy who claimed that he used to work hand-in-hand with actual aliens back in the 60s and 70s. Remember, he's the one that, mm. that he, he did say he was some sort of engineer for the Air Force or something. But he and he's he all kind of interviews of this dude, and he's just so dry and just just monotone that it makes me believe him, but he just tells these outlandish stories about how there's, uh, the tall whites, he called them, um, that are living and working, not necessarily on the main base there at Nellis, but I I think like a a deeper base behind the mountains. But anyway, I drove up there just to kind of be in the presence of maybe aliens. And uh, right there near the Air Force Base uh, is an AMPM. I stopped and got some gas. And I was just thinking about the concept of like, oh, are there, if there are aliens six miles over that ridge, I wonder if they ever come into town to get a Slurpee. Yeah, gotta get gotta fill up. Mm-hmm. Gotta get a gotta get a Slim Jim. Yeah, but yeah, I drove can a- absorb through <laughs> I, their through their permeable brain covering. I drove up there just just to <clears throat> hang out, just in case I, I saw any weird people 
wandered around that maybe a little too tall or a little too white, and I didn't see anybody, but it, it was neat to just kind of be... a little too the, tall and white for these parts, buddy. Yeah, Nobody's exactly. Nobody's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just that concept of like, okay, so there's aliens right over that mountain, but yet they're 12 minutes from the Vegas Strip. <laughs> now, that is where I'd say... All right, wherever you've done nuclear testing. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to think you've disturbed some sort of fabric of space and time, maybe where you've de- detonated the, the, you know, the largest man-made yeah. explosives on Earth. Yeah. I'll give some credit to that. I'll throw yeah. a little credit to that being a goofy, like, eh, maybe we upset something out there. Well, when uh, we did that episode about Hollow Earth, was it was it Richard Bird, Dick Bird, Richard Bird, uh, Dickie Bees, Dickie Bees? He's the one that uh, accidentally flew his plane into Hollow Earth and met a bunch of uh, Hollow Earth dwellers, and they're they're the ones that told him they were, they were like, yeah, we have a message for you and your people. Uh, be careful with those atomic bombs. So yeah, I, I totally mm-hmm. could buy that. That. Uh, Aliens might be where atomic bombs or, or testing have occurred, and maybe that is their one warning or message of like, "Hey, be careful with with that stuff. Don't annihilate." Annihilate. Mm, I can't speak this morning. Uh, I still can't. I don't know what the word is. Uh, uh, annihilate. There we go. Annihilate. annihilate. You don't got it. annihilate you go. your own race, your own human race. Be careful not to, you know. Uh. Shit. I wanted to go back to him. But yeah, that's how my brain works. I was like, well, I got a few hours to kill. We're in Vegas. Let me go hang out near Dallas Air Force Base and see if I could see any weird people walking around. I'm with you on that. Go see see if there's some creeps out there. But... uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, there's gate again. Now you're asking me to like reverse my beliefs on the idea of a god or a traditional heaven or hell mm-hmm. to then incorporate this stuff. So I believe places are scary. Yeah, without a doubt. I don't. Yeah, okay. I'm ag- agnostic. Usually atheist, but sometimes agnostic if I you know feel threatened. Uh, but you tell me to spend the night alone in a old church i'm gonna be scared yeah like i don't have the shut off switch to just be like well just because i don't think it's real then i'm not gonna be afraid i'm like that's not i don't know how to compartmentalize emotions that way so yeah that- me, this is the gate to hell here's like my sister and i went to that one in pasadena and it was still a fun scary thing mm-hmm. i do not think it was uh, I do not think it was uh, a portal to hell, but it was scary and fun to do. Yeah. And I see how it attracts people and don't, hey, if you're going to go do these things, don't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Don't ruin shit. People live in these towns. Anyway. Anyway, that's what I said. Well, well, right on, buddy. Yeah, that's what I got going on. <laughs> What else is on the agenda? What you doing this week? Anything fun? You heading out somewhere? We're going out to we're going to Utah tomorrow. Right on. I'm going to go to Utah. We're going to 
We're gonna. I might bring a bike for that, and then we're going to Lake Powell, man. Talk about spooky stuff there. Lake Powell, the whole man-made lake, which is beautiful, but you realize it's on top of, you know, indigenous people and their homes, and you kind of like, well, yeah, but I'm on a jet ski with Bud Light, so. I think that's the place where uh, we talked about this years ago. I, our buddy Kenny DeForest had a friend who mm-hmm. had a skinwalker encounter. Remember that story? I think it was Lake Powell. Long story short, his buddy worked summers at Lake If it's Lake Powell that I'm thinking about, uh, he worked there at the resort. And then uh, what was the story? His buddy worked summers there at this resort at Lake Powell. And... Ah, fuck. My mind's wandering. Anyway. Was he telling us about this when we were on a camping trip? Yeah, yeah. He reiterated it when we were camping. But I think I told this on, on the Boogie Monster years ago. Where his buddy worked at, at Lake Powell, and some of the natives around there would stay there, uh, you know, they would stay there year-round. And there was, a, there was one family that kind of took care of things in the winter while everybody else was gone. And uh, one of these family members... They remember one cold night that a uh, a coyote kept hanging around the window and looking into their cabin. No, and, and we were talking about that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they didn't think anything of it. They were like, ah, oh, there's coyotes in the area. But this one coyote just kept hanging around and hanging around. And then a few months later, when the resort opened back up, uh, another worker who was Native American was like, uh, they were, they were catching up and, you know, how'd your off season go? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, Oh, I remember I, I saw y'all a few months ago on that's during that snowstorm. That, that was me outside the window. And they were like, that was a coyote. I thought it was like, like somebody's grand. I thought I, I heard it, but it was like somebody's grandmother was visiting them. Or yeah. Something. I forgot the details, but basically a human was like, yeah, that was me hanging outside your window that night. And they were like, that was a coyote. And he goes, yeah, yeah, coyote. I, that was me. I'm a skinwalker. I, I still say that, yeah, those stories. Now, and, and, and is that also unfair of the of us uh, dumb white people to always try and put some sort of spiritual power on indigenous people? Good point. Yeah, it might be. Or, or is it a technique for them to be like, well, they came with guns and diseases yeah but we can scare the shit out of them mm-hmm. like you know like just you know what we can scare them they are an easily scared people they came here with guns <laughs> they are easily scared and that's <laughs> proven to this day yeah. that is one thing everyone else has gotten right about white people they are easily scared by things they don't understand yeah so maybe it's like uh Hey, let's come up with some stories, all right? At least we can get them. <laughs> at least we can get them with some uh, with some f- works of fiction. So, oh, uh, but yeah, the Skinwalker. I, I do remember us talking about that for the first time. And that was one that did still gives me the heebie-jeebies. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, I'm going to be in Utah. Where's that old Skinwalker Ranch? Oh yeah, I think it's uh, northeast. Yeah. See it on a map, but now it's just a show. Now it doesn't even come up on a, as like a map or a thing. Kind of blew up, I guess. Um, anyway, I'll let you know if I see anything on a bike ride out in East Spooky. If I see a Bigfoot out in that, uh, where was it? Oh, Provo. Pace, what Provo Canyon? Provo yeah. Canyon. Oh, there's a there's a good video of a uh, Bigfoot supposedly taken in Provo. 
I'll take a look, see around there for you, Dave. Yeah, man. Bring a, bring a good camera. I'll bring my phone. <laughs> Seems to be good enough for everybody else's bullshit. Yeah. Well, all right, buddy. Um, yeah, we're going to be off again next week. So, you know, you're going to miss these uh, riveting stories of nonsense. But, yeah, we'll be back yes. into our, back into Sorry, a consistent everybody. groove towards the end of the month. But, yeah, a lot of traveling this month between the two of us. So, yeah. But, anyway. Well, buddy. It's August. It's hot. Stay safe. Water your pets. Yeah, man. Make sure, make sure to water your animals out there. It's a hot one again. Earth is in the uh, death throes. So, uh, How hot is it up in uh, Beaverton right now? It's uh, not bad now. This week, where, where are we getting to this week? I'm going to look it up for you because we are leaving as it's cooking. Uh, Beaverton weather. Let's take a look. See here. What do we got? We're getting to about, uh, what's today, Tuesday? No, today's Wednesday. Right? Today's yeah. Wednesday? Yeah. We've got 100 today, 104 tomorrow, 102 Friday, it's saying. Yikes. What's going on down in Long Beach? How you got there? 82 degrees. How's Vegas? Vegas was hot as shit. I think it got up to 112. Think what the power grid to keep Vegas air-conditioned and lit. Yeah. That's that Hoover Dam, baby. That's that Hoover Dam working overtime. And I'll say this, there's a new season of um, It Could Happen Here coming out. You ever listen to that? No, I don't think I know that one. Uh, it is a podcast with this guy details just how easy it would be to basically dismantle the infrastructure of the United States. Oh, wow. And it's almost disturbing because it's like, oh, you could look at it as a guide, like a how-to guide, and he's doing it more of like, this is how easy this is, be <clears throat> warned. And it's like, take out trucking lines, take out like take out a dam. You take out the Hoover Dam, that's... Mm-hmm. Vegas, Southern California. That's the power for all those places. Yeah. Jeez. And stuff surprised. like that. Take out, take take out a highway. Take out a bridge on a highway. <clears throat> I'm surprised. And, and a couple roads around it. <clears throat> and that's a food. That's a food supply. That's how easy it is. Just a road, a rail, a rail line, or a highway. Yeah. And now you don't get food. Look that's at how a- much that tanker getting stuck screwed things up. Yeah. I'm surprised there hasn't been more. Uh, Infrastructure-based terrorism. <clears throat> well, I am not. Uh, I am not optimistic about the future of this country. So let's knock on wood mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> hope for the best, buddy. <laughs> All right, buddy. Will you be safe in your travels? Have fun. Watch out for Bigfoot and Skinwalkers. Yeah, we'll look out for them. And we will be back, uh, let's see, this one is going to come out the 17th, I believe. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to miss the following week, but we'll be back to uh, normal business on the 30, 31st. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah I'm going to be jet skiing over the graves of indigenous people next Tuesday. My apologies. No well, disrespect. As long as you have fun. I think that was actually the um that was inscribed on the on the burial mounds of those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as, as long as you're having fun in yeah. their language, in that yeah. language, of mm-hmm. course, but uh, that was the motto of that tribe. So uh, 
So it's just honoring him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I already feel bad for what I've said. I've cursed. I knock on wood again. I hope I didn't curse myself. Oh, boy. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Be safe. Yeehaw, buddy. Be good. The Boogie Monster. Oh,